0: You know, what word would you use to describe or to, uh, you know, if there was an experience that was just really, really great, really, really special that kind of went beyond your ability uh, to describe? There's a word, you know, if if you just couldn't kind of capture it all up in words in terms of a particular experience where you begin to think about this particular experience and it, it exceeds your vocabulary, where kind of you bring out every adjective and every adverb and none of them quite does the job. You know, what one word might we use to, to kind of sum that all up? I tell you, the apostle this morning, he's got a word. He's got a word for you and he's got a word for me. And that word that we see at the end of verse 15 is indescribable. Indescribable is an exclamation point that's what he uses to talk about in an experience that kind of goes beyond words. he says it's, it's just it's indescribable now of course he uses one hundred and eighty one words to get down to that one word. you know that's we have about five or six verses that come before that to, to describe indescribable but that's the word he uses in the scripture this morning to describe an experience. And what experience is he describing? The simple act of giving. The simple act of giving he talks about as being indescribable. Now, I don't know about you, but, you know, when he talks about it that way, he must see something different than what I see in the simple act of giving. Because when the plate just passed through us, you know, just a couple of minutes ago, and when you put your offering in the plate, I don't know what word you would use to talk about that. But probably, how many, I don't know, would anybody use the word indescribable? Probably not. (laughs) I, I wouldn't have used that word. Or when we think about coming in a few moments and placing our cards in in the baskets up front, you think about what's going on in our hearts and our lives as we come and we place uh, our gifts up front, probably indescribable is not the word that you would use or that I would use either. So as I look at Paul using that word, I think, you know, he must see something in that simple act of giving that I don't see. And maybe you don't see it either. And so, this morning, you know, what I invite us to do is to begin to think about how we look at that act as an act of faith. Because what faith does, and you and I already know this, that faith sees beyond the surface. Faith sees deeper. Faith sees down to the essence of things and what's going on deep within things. And so, you know, as we look at the acts of our lives as acts of faith, we begin to see there's so much going on. You know, and, and, and we know that about our faith. You know that when you pick up a, a flower and you see its beauty and you see its delicacy and you see its intricacy and, and you look at that and in your, in your own mind you begin to link that up with the star-studded night sky and it's black and you see the moon and the, and the beautiful stars that are there. And then you connect that with the children when we hold them in our arms in in, uh, in baptism, when we see them before us. Uh, Last week when they came and they sang and we presented the Bible and we say, you know what's on display there? What we see there? We see the glory of God there. We see the grandeur of God there. That's what faith does. It connects all those points. In faith, what it does is it takes the giving of a cup of cold water. Or maybe in these days you might say the cup of giving of a, a bottle of water and, or, or a sandwich at an Austin Street shelter. And, and when, that, when that transfer is made, when that, that sandwich is given, when eyes connect and when hands touch, what faith sees is a touch of the kingdom of God. Or when our choir, you all sang and you rang this morning and it was, it was beautiful and you, be, you begin to see that. And you, you hear in that. You hear really f- For us. It's the song of heaven and it's a song of heaven because what it does is it comes and it touches our hearts and it lifts us up and kind of wherever we found ourselves earlier on it kind of gives us hope and it strengthens us and it, it kind of leads us a step down the road and so I think about that I think how faith makes all those kind of connections and so today what we do is we look at the connections that Paul makes in the simple act of giving and here's how he starts out He says, the simple act of giving, it's an affirmation. It is an affirmation that God is enough. The simple act of giving is an affirmation that God is enough. God's love is enough. God's grace is enough. God's faithfulness is enough. Is enough. God's forgiveness is enough. God's mercy is enough. God's care is enough. God's providence is enough. God's supply is enough. God is enough. And so we look at this this morning and we see that we always, in verse 8, always have enough. And we talked about that last week that we have enough. God supplies our needs. That God provides for our wants. That God makes sure that we have enough to be safe and secure. And that God even makes sure that we have enough to reach out and to invest in God's work. There's always enough. And so part of what happens is when you and I make our estimate, what we do is we make an affirmation that we trust God. We trust that God is enough in our lives. In the simple act of giving, it's an affirmation that God is enough, and it is a forever act. It is a forever affirmation. I love this, this second verse. It says, the one, when we give, what we do is come we scatter abroad, we give to the poor, and, and that's right in God's sight. That's what righteousness means. It's the right thing to do, and as the right thing to do, you and I need to know that when we give, it has lasting impact. That when you and I do what is right in God's sight, is not temporary, it's not transitory, it's not shallow, it's not superficial, it is foundational, it's fundamental. What happens, it begins to shape lives. And we claim that in our giving. You know, we say that when we give and when we share love through these gifts, what happens is that we shape lives. We shape the lives of our children. We celebrated that last week. We shape the lives of our neighbors as we reach out in ministry. We plant seeds that reside in people's hearts and bring hope in ways that as they continue to live and grow in their lives that that what happens there is that those seeds never go away. They never fade away. They are always there for people to trust in, for people to rely on you and I scatter those kind of forever seeds that have lasting impact. He says, doing the right thing it endures forever. And so we look at our gifts and we know they have lasting impact. When we look at our gifts, we know that we're involved in a, in a process of God's multiplication. And it is, it's, this is a, a beautiful process. He talks about a farmer. He says, what a farmer does is a farmer takes a seed and places one seed in the ground. And Jesus uses the same illustration. Places the one seed in the ground and the seed sprouts up, yielding 30-fold and 60-fold and 100-fold and you know, God's the one that grows it and germinates it and grows it. And, and what we see is how there's a multiplication there. And the next season, they go back and they plant those seeds. And, and that happens season after season. And after a while, what happens is all of a sudden out of that one seed, bread shows up on the table. And we give God thanks for the bread, you know. And then we keep on going. And in a couple of seasons down, bread continually shows up on our table day after day. And I give thanks for that, and you give thanks for that, too. Every time I come to the table, there's, there's food on our table, and we're grateful for that. And he says that what's happening there, that's all God's provision, God's making, God's doing. It all starts in very simple ways. And so he says ministry is, is like that. What we do is we take the seeds of our gifts, and what we do is we give our gifts in ways that enable and empower the ministry and mission we share together. And as they do that, they begin to reach out and they begin to touch others' lives and they begin to have impact. And that circle widens. And others are blessed and others grow. And as others bless and others grow, what happens is they begin to join in. And they begin to give their gifts as well. And so you begin to see this compounding effect. And as this effect compounds, you begin to see so many are fed. Spiritually fed. And spiritually blessed. And he says that's all of God's doing. What God does is increases the righteousness of our harvest. That's the phrase that he uses uh, in the scripture this morning. And so there's this multiplication effect. And he says there's an enrichment that happens when you and I give. And the enrichment, he says, it, 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 it works like this. He says when you and I give, it supplies the needs of the saints And indeed, we have celebrated that over these past weeks. We have celebrated how your, our giving provides for worship, compelling worship. We've celebrated how it helps to raise up our children and youth in the faith. We've celebrated how it helps to build bridges of caring into the life of our community and across the life of our world. We've celebrated how what our gifts do is they helped us to grow us up in God's grace. You know, we've celebrated all of that, but I want to tell you what talks about supplying the needs of the saints. There are deeper needs than even supplying for the ministry. Because what happens is when you and I come and when you and I give and when we provide for compelling worship, we're allowing people to do what we're helping people to do is connect with their creator, connect with the one who's the source and the center of their lives. And when we give, and when you give, and I give that, we're providing that kind of possibility, that kind of opportunity for people. We're supplying that need for the saints. We're supplying the need for our children to grow up in the faith, and you and I both know that that one of the needs that we have as a church is to raise our children up in ways that have strong foundations. In ways that their lives will always be centered, that they'll know the love of God and Jesus Christ. And that's a commitment that we want them to know and to have and that we have. And so when we give, we give knowing that we're pursuing that blessing. We give because we do want to build bridges of care into the world. We do want to make that difference, that important difference. In, and through the, in the life of our community, in the life of our world through Spring Valley, we've talked about that in multiple ways over these past weeks. You know, and we do want to grow up in God's grace. It's important that Christ begins to shape us, each of us, as his children. And so what happens when we give? It does meet these deep needs that we all have. And then praises begin to rise to God. That's what the apostle says. He says, people are glad... For a body of Christ, for a family of faith, that pursues those important things. People not only are we glad that we do that together, he says, but the community is glad that there is a church that has that kind of commitment and steps forward in that kind of faith and shines that kind of light. And I tell you, friends, I know that's the truth. I know that when those you know, every every day there's about a hundred families that come in the front door of our church. Some of are affiliated with our church, some are not, but I know they are glad that we are here because what we are doing is helping to provide a foundation for the children in the grace of God and Jesus Christ. And I know that they share in that joy that we are present and that we give. And I know that there are others who drive up and down the street of Spring Valley and they're glad that there is a a church family that lifts high the cross of Christ, that lives high the hope of Christ, that lives high the love of Christ. I look at the, at the Carillion Tower and I think, how important it is to have a body that says that this will be a presence in our community, particularly with the events that have gone on in the last weeks and months within the life, you know, within the life of our, just of our community. It is so important that, that witness be raised up and people praise God for that and I thank you for that and they thank you for that the apostle says as he continues on that as we give what it does is it shapes our character and that's the truth because when you and I give what we do is make a choice you are making a choice when you give and I am as well and that choice is this there are other things that you could spend your money on there are other directions and avenues it could take but you are saying my giving to God is important. My giving to Christ is important. That this value is a priority. And as I make this priority and make this gift, it's saying, hey, I'm taking you know, what I have of my substance and placing it in what I believe, what's important for me and what's important for others. And so, you know, and when we make choices like that, and we make them week in and week out, it begins to shape who we are as people of faith. And so he says it exercises in obedience to the confession of the gospel. And that's the word the apostle uses. And finally what happens is when you and I give, it is an answer to prayer. Because you need to know that there is someone out there, maybe they're in here too as well, but in our church, in our community, in our world, who is praying, Is praying for help and he who is praying for hope. And when you and I make our gifts and when you and I bring help and when you and I bring hope, you need to know that what happens is those gifts provide an answer to their prayers. Your gift is an answer to someone else's prayers. And so the apostle looks at all of that. He looks at the way that the simple act of giving is an affirmation that God is enough, that it's a forever act that has lasting impact, that it's part of the way that God multiplies God's work within the life of the world as part of an enrichment process that supplies needs and raises up praises and, and ends up with being answered to prayers. And he, he looks at all of that, and he says, you know what? When you think about all of this, the way that faith looks at the simple act of giving, it is indescribable. It's just kind of indescribable on, on the impact that it, that it has. And so, you know, I think about that, and I, I think about it. I wrote this in a pause of, uh, several weeks back. I was driving down the highway, and I saw this billboard. It wasn't a religious billboard, but it sure could have been. It says, put your money where your miracles are. And that's what happens when we come this morning. We put our money where our miracles are. For we know that Jesus Christ is going to work in the world. And we give God thanks. that we have the privilege of being part of that. And so no wonder that week in and week out. As we make our tithes and we give our offerings. Right after that what we do is we all stand up. And we sing praise God. From whom all blessings flow. Praise God all creatures here below. Praise God above ye heavenly host. Praise God. The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Friends, you and I share in the rich blessings of God. As we come in this day, we know that that is enough. It's enough to receive, and then it's enough to give in ways that the glory would be to our Lord. Let's bow and let's pray together. Gracious God, we give you thanks that we have the privilege. Engaging in the simple act of giving, in being your people, and sharing, and bringing forward your gospel, and so we ask and pray now that you would strengthen us as we come forward and as we give of our commitment, our hearts, our faith, our pledges for next year, and we ask that even as would receive, that you would guide and direct and bless and use, that the glory would be to you in all things, through Jesus Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray, amen.